Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Daniel. And we are here to help make good theology automatic. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the goal, is that we would study God's Word in order that we would know His heart. And so we're so thankful that you're joining us wherever you're at in the world, whenever you're listening to this, um, however you participate on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. Um, thank you for being a part, and we want to invite you to leave a comment, subscribe, leave a review. It just helps uh, promote this podcast so more people can hear it and join us yeah. on the journey. This is not just about us. This is about a community of people coming together and endeavoring to walk a journey of knowing God more. And so um, when we are releasing this episode is just around Thanksgiving 2021. I don't know yeah. when you're listening to this, but we're talking about a subject today that is honestly relevant for any day in any season of your life mm -hmm. and for any person in any nation. So yeah. it's not about one holiday, but this is a good time for us to talk about the subject of Thanksgiving and praise and, and worshiping God. And so I'm going to let Daniel uh, take it away today and just set a foundation for where the conversation is going. Yeah, so um, this episode is going to be what I believe is, and I think you would agree, the antidote to anxiousness or anxiety. That's good. It is if we the, had a sermon title, we could call it the antidote. To yeah, it really is. Wow. Like, like the world is plagued. In fact, the, the Bible talks about as time progresses from the the time of Jesus, like men's hearts will fail them. They'll be anxious over many things. And um, it's so interesting. Like you would have known at the time of the writing of the Bible, the way that we have access to information that can generate fear within us from it's on your phone. It's in your pocket. In fact, bad news taps you today. It vibrates in your pocket and you're like, oh, oh geez, what happened? You know what I mean? It's just at any moment we're surrounded by it. And so we need this so badly today. Um, and so I, I don't know if this is true clinically or statistically, but I wonder if right now in, in history, fear, depression, and anxiety, I would, I would just guess ex yeah. from experience, experience that it's, those things are probably amongst the highest emotional yeah. things plaguing people in this generation. Yeah, we don't have the data on hand. I mean, I've definitely heard that being said. I don't know the statistics, so we won't guess at them, but but anecdotally, the people that I know are struggling with it the most right. that they've ever str struggled with it. Um, seasoned believers are, are are in a battle. You know, I don't even like to say they struggle because they're going to win, but they're in a battle. Right, right. And, and that's, and, and this um, scripture and then this concept is what a believer gets to use with the power of the Holy Spirit to combat anxiety. Uh, here we go. Let's just dive in. This is out of Philippians chapter 4. This starts in verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm going to say, Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. That's a tall order, but here's the antidote. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do this, then this will happen. So let's just, just go back through it a little bit. And Craig, literally, there might not be right now almost anyone better on TikTok than taking a verse 
uh, a passage <laughs> line by line. I'm actually going to invite you with part of my time to break this down. Oh, you're going to give me part of your time. I, w- I really want to, but I would say I believe, and I have an analogy about vine dressing and how uh, vintners train vines and how you can train with your words your mind, but I want you to unpack this line by line. So I'm giving you some of my time because you know this verse better than I do. Thank you. That's, that's uh, I didn't know you're going to do that, but fun fact, my first ever viral TikTok video was this passage right here. Yeah. And because I think, I think anecdotally it just shows like, that's what people are struggling with is, oh, you're speaking about anxiety. I, I am experiencing that. Yeah. So yeah, to me, this passage, it's, it's, it, if you read just the beginning of it, it's funny. Obviously not just the rejoice part, but it's an invitation to rejoice and rejoice. And that's a theme of Paul, especially in the book of Philippians. He talks about taking joy or rejoicing lots of times. And he, by the way, is in, in jail while he's writing When this. he's writing it, yeah. He's even taking joy in the fact that he's in jail because of the result that it's producing. And that's a whole other message, but it's awesome that you can... You can take joy in something that is uncomfortable or wrong based on what it produces. This is why in Romans it also says that you can rejoice in suffering because suffering produces perseverance and perseverance. Character. Character and character hope. Hope. And so you can rejoice in something that's negative because you know that it's producing something positive. Come on. So That'll preach. That's an entire episode. That will preach. We need to probably go back to that one. It's so good. Um, And so he's saying rejoice. I'm going to tell you again, rejoice. And let your reasonableness, or some version might say your your gentleness be known. Yeah. But um, re- I like this word reasonable because the, what is reasonable, a reasonable response to who God is, is thanksgiving, no matter what you're facing. It mm-hmm. is praise. It is rejoicing, Good. no matter what it feels like. No matter if you're in jail, no matter if you, like in Philippians, it says, I know what it is to live in plenty or in want. I know what it is to be well-fed and hungry. I know, I basically, I know what it is to have money and not have money and to have stuff and not have stuff. I'm not going to let my rejoicing, my attitude, my direction in life simply be based on my circumstances. Mm-hmm. The reasonable response to God is to rejoice in everything. And so into this passage where it's talking about uh, this first part in verse 6 is just so funny because mm-hmm. don't be anxious. Have you ever had... If you're an anxious person and you've ever had anybody it say... makes you the most anxious you've ever just been. Just don't be anxious. You're like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am going to kill you. Yeah, like, yeah. that is not helping Do you seriously me. think that's helping For right sure. now? For sure, no, it's not, yeah. Well, just don't be mad. Yeah. Just don't be, like, what? But uh, let's give Paul the benefit of the doubt here. He yeah. didn't say this in a snarky way. His, his you know, it's it's what follows. It's, it is. I'm not just going to say don't, don't be something, which you know you can't just mm-hmm. talk yourself out of being anxious, but you can put into practice things that through the Holy Spirit will get you yes. out of anxiousness. And so he follows up with that, that in everything with prayer and supplication or petition, like continue to go and here, you know, Persist. with thanksgiving. So include a thankful heart, present your request to God. And then here's the promise. This is where it gets beyond what you can produce, beyond what you can do. The peace of God that transcends even understanding how it works and you're not even going to get it, but it, but it's a promise. The peace of God that transcends understanding is going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ both. Jesus. And they're both different. Yeah, and they're both different. Uh-huh. And so we can, we can rejoice. We can trust his promise that we're going to have peace. But what are we invited to do? To battle anxiety, to battle depression, to battle hard times, to battle being in jail or having no money. What can we do? We can stir up in ourselves uh-huh. 
a spirit of thanksgiving and continue to go to the one that's trustworthy Mm. with the things that we need. Dude. How's that? That was beautiful. The way it looks in my life, I can just share from my life. I've, I've, um, I've struggled with anxiety. I'm, I'm a little high strung. And, um, I remember as I learned to use, it was really one of the first things my grandma would speak over. Like God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And I would, I took that and I would chant it like a mantra. And then when the mantra wouldn't work, I'm like, Oh no, I'm still afraid. And then I would become dreadful of the fear and I'd start to fear the fear, you know, and I was in a downward spiral thinking that the words are magical, though they're inspired understanding the heart of God is and having his love perfected drives out fear. And one of the best ways, if you've ever been in love before, if you're in a troubled time or you feel distant, the best thing you can do with your spouse is remember all the reasons you fell in love and all the reasons that's good. And that's what I started doing. I'm like, God, I thank you. And it started for me with Thanksgiving. I just simply was like, God, I thank you that I have Mm. an apartment. I remember I was living in an apartment at a time. And I'm like, God, I'm so grateful that I have this apartment. I was totally stressing out about something else, you know, so totally, it was a relationship debacle in youth ministry or something like that. And, right. and I was like, Lord, I thank you that I have shelter tonight. Lord, I th-. And then, and then it, once you start opening that floodgate of thankfulness, you'll begin to see how many things you're truly thankful for. And we do this all the time with the children of Israel. Like, dude, you just went through the Red Sea. How can you doubt? It's like, no, right. we are all like that. We forget unless we force ourselves to remember how faithful and good he is. And the same God, this is what David did so well, the same God that delivered me out of the hand of the lion and the paw of the bear, the paw of the lion and the claws of the bear, that same God that could do that will, will, infinitive, deliver me from the hand of this giant. Oh man, what a principle you're touching on here. Uh, Because in the Old Testament, he says so many times, the commandment is to remember. To remember. And specifically, I think it's in Deuteronomy 8, he's talking about what God knows, what God's mind knows and his heart for us is that you're going to have an easier time remembering or um, or desiring to turn to him when things are difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very easy to forget him when things are good for you. Oof. And so he says, do not forget because when things go well for you in the land, you're going to begin to think if you forget that it was your you're hands that produced the wealth and yes, all those things. Yes. And so um, whether you are in a season of anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. or honestly, even this is an antidote for those that are in a, in a season of blessing. Maybe this is just as much a message for those that are in a season of blessing. And I'm not anxious about anything. I'm great. That's actually really COVID's good been good for me. Yeah, I haven't got May, it yet. Maybe or just as much you should, uh, you should put as a practice in your life thanksgiving and remembrance to yeah. fight against the anxiety you might be feeling or yeah. the strain away from God and forgetting yeah. about Him because you're doing so well. Well, yeah, and, you know, this even touches on, like, what is prayer? I mean, we're talking about, like, these aren't mantras that you're reciting to the empty room. This is you in a relationship talking to God, actually thanking Him and recognizing that He is the source of blessing. My friends, Jesus is the source of breath in your lungs. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in a difficult time or the best time of your life, He is sustaining you. 
He's holding your very cells together. And even the possibility for good in your life comes because he wills your life. Right. And he, there's not a moment, no matter how low you are, that there isn't something to be thankful to God for. And it, and I don't care if it's like, God, I thank you that the sun came up today. Begin right. to thank him for he is worthy of praise. Right. And what that does is it reminds you of your position in this equation, in this covenant, and that all good things come from him. And so, so the, but the verse also says, it's not just rehearsing Thanksgiving, it's talking to God, praying, and with supplication or petition. In those moments as you thank, transition. If I can say this reverently, the Lord loves to bless you. He loves when you ask for things, truly. I'm not saying like ask for a yacht. I mean, I guess you could, but... Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, he is a good father who longs to bless you. The Bible says he already knows what you have need before you ask it. So ask anyway. What, what happens when we ask and when we're ready to receive is it puts Jesus in the proper place of the blesser and us in the blessed. And so, so thank him and then ask for continued blessing. Ask for things to turn around. Ask for someone else ask mm -hmm. petition mm -hmm. and watch the peace of God flood over your mind as you go through this exercise. I, can I call it an exercise? Yeah. Is that an okay yeah. term for it? I don't know what else to call it, but I have seen magnificent results in my own life from doing this. And as you get into it, all of a sudden you are just truly thankful. And that brings me to my last thing that I'll say, we, I mean, we got actually have like 10 minutes left, but, but, um, I'm going to have uh, the editors pull up a graphic here and um, vintners or people who grow vines or grapes, they train the vines. The term, term is training the vine and they'll, they'll put up wires or lattices and they'll slowly over time as the vine grows, continue to lift up the vine mm, mm -hmm. and the vines will eventually go where they're supposed to go. Sometimes it's for yield. Sometimes it's for easy access to pick grapes or help lower vines get more sun. So they lift them up, things like that. But whatever the purpose of the vintner, the point is it's not immediate. And this is what happens with your words. And there's a verse that says, those who love the tongue will eat the fruit of it. Meaning like the words that you speak, you will, it's not magical. It's not like, Lord, give me a check in my mailbox. A check shows up. It's not magical. There's no magic. What it is, is training your mind over time, like that vine in the way you want your mind to go. And here's the good news, my friend, like as you speak the right way with your words, your mind will go where you train it to go, good or bad. So as you practice this, the other side benefit of instant, I believe instant, like the peace of God. So this is what it says, and the peace of God, which has all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind. But guard, the word guard there is a persistent guard. As you do this continually, you'll continually be guarded. And you'll watch, you'll improve. And the bouts and the ways that you slide back will be less and less and less because you'll begin to believe, your mind will be trained that this is who God is and this is what he does, and I'm safe in him. Hmm. So what's the difference between, you know, you're talking about prayer and you're saying this isn't just reciting something in the air, you're, you're praying. I mean, this passage is talking about presenting to God mm -hmm. requests with thanksgivings, praise, you know. So that's talking to God and trusting God for that he's going to act, he's going to do something. Yeah. But, but you also referenced earlier that there is something about speaking truth over yourself yeah that isn't really the same as prayer yeah um and so what is the difference between 
some like self-help mantra. I'm big. I'm great. I'm and and just yeah, power dancing. Yeah, power dancing in the mirror. Sure. Versus not completely throwing out the principle that God has given us that what we speak has power. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, okay, so let's just agree that there that we we should pray, right? Let's yeah, ag- let's agree we should pray. But but when it comes to we're talking today about Thanksgiving, having a spirit of Thanksgiving, which in many ways is antithetical to a spirit of anxiety. Um, having a, a full life like Jesus offered us, being fulfilled, wh- whatever it might look like, what is the place of, in your opinion, speaking truths over yourself? Yeah, Not sure. just talking to God, but speaking truths over yourself mm-hmm. that you're, is there something yeah. to the word leaving your own mouth, entering back yes. into your own ear and going into your heart? Is there something to yeah. that? Yeah, there is. So, so, and, and you, I know you know this, so jump in when you're ready, but, um, the word for meditate when it's used often is the same word for ruminate. It's like when cows chew the cud, it means they eat the grass, they swallow it. They have three stomachs, I believe, and they bring it back up and chew it again. That's the same word. And so it means when you take in, when you ingest the word mentally and it goes into your heart, there is like a digestion process. And that's really kind of like through the lens of your experience or your maturity, your understanding. I have read scriptures today that I didn't understand eight years ago that they totally ring different today. Like it it hits different. It would be TikTok language. It just hits different when you have kids or whatever. It's different. So you bring it back up. And so there is only one source of truth and it's the word of God. It could be Logos, written word, and sometimes Rhema, word, like word imparted to you through the Holy Spirit. I learned long ago that I used to say like, well, let me tell you the truth. But I realized really oftentimes it was just my opinion. And that isn't the truth. I used to find value in giving people the truth in love, like the velvet hammer, you know, like I'm going to tell you what I really think. What I learned as a pastor is that's actually almost always damaging, but instead I should speak the word of God over that person. That is the truth about them. And when my words agree and speak that truth over them, it is like when um, there's that moment when Jesus um, heals that guy's daughter. He's like, you know, um, are you willing to do this? He's like, yeah, I'm willing. And right, Jesus loans him faith in a way. He says, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to do this. And so you, when you agree and speak truth over someone, you're agreeing with the truth and they, you're loaning them your faith for them to believe that truth. When they believe that truth, they start to get the benefits of it. You can do it for yourself. You can speak God's truth over you as your ears hear it. The same mechanism that got put into us, whatever, why ever God did that, I don't know. But that through hearing comes faith. You yeah. will begin to believe the truths you speak over yourself. The vice versa is true. If you speak negative, I'm, I'm, I feel, okay, so I feel something in the Holy Spirit right now. I really believe I'm talking to someone out there in particular. Um, you speak negatively over yourself, sometimes self-deprecating, sometimes as a joke. And if that's you, my encouragement to you is immediately get that out of your life and begin only speaking the truths that you can believe about yourself in God. And you may not believe them all yet, but start at the beginning. I am a child of God. How about you start there? Like, I believe God created me. That has value intrinsically. The most high God of the universe picked you, knit you together in your mother's womb and chose you. Start there, begin speaking that, and you will see fruit in your life as you believe those truths. A truth not believed is the same as believing a lie in some ways. Right. So that's what I think happens. 
Yeah, I think that we've allowed ourselves to be trained not only in how we speak over ourselves, but even how we pray. Mm-hmm. Um, That's to just, really good. To just not honor who God is and the power of God in us. Like even just think about some. sometimes our prayers are like, oh, I'm terrible, you know, Lord, please forgive me, which, yeah, we okay, we need forgiveness, but like, you know, the truth is he has forgiven us and he loves us. We're in his image. We're sons and daughters. And so like to even just change the way we pray that is, that is beneficial to us in a, in a de- declarative way also. Yeah. But like, Lord, I thank you that you've forgiven me. I thank you that I'm a, I'm your son and that's not who I am. I thank you that's that it. I can wake up today with a purpose on my life. And I thank you that no matter, oh man, I don't have a turkey on the table, but you're good and you're for me. I thank you that there's a plan here. And I woke up on the right side of the grass today. And, yeah. and so we can we can be reminded on the inside of our identity as we give him praise and thanksgiving on the outside. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I don't know about you. I would I would imagine everybody that's watching this, you want more. You want to experience more of the Holy Spirit, more the presence of God, more peace yeah. of God. And you know, Psalm 100 says we enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. In other words, we have access to God, and the key is thanksgiving and praise. That's it. Yeah, and, and guess what? When you enter the gates, you're inside where God rules. And when you're in his courts, you're in his presence. And so there's, there's a reason why there's two words, and like it's on purpose. And so if you want more of God ruling in your life, or you want the effects of, see, wherever God is, there is health and there is wholeness. Wherever Jesus went, there was healing. Wherever God is, is Eden. You know, it's perfect. So we don't pursue the effects. We pursue the person of God and we get the benefit of the effects. That's the way. Right? We don't pursue the blessing. We don't pursue the, but when we pursue his heart, we have relationship. Absolutely. And there are benefits of being in the family. That's it. I, we can almost end right there. That is, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So any last words? No. That's, this is two episodes in a row where there's no you know, last words for you. You're awesome. Here's why. That's enough to digest. Start there, do that thing and watch. God will show up. Yeah. I'm so confident. Why don't, show up. why don't we do this? We had the right, since we gave it to ourselves, to go three more minutes. And we're going to end this one right here. And the invitation to you is to stop right now, wherever you're at. And it take at least three minutes to just thank and praise God because he's worthy no matter what's going on in any season, wherever you are. Would you just take a few minutes and thank and praise him? And then we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week for the, for the next episode. So God bless. See ya. Peace.